evening. Welcome to another episode of the Black Sus Furnace with me, Robert. Man, that mo out here. Still on lockdown. Come on. Still living that life. I feel like people aren't taking it seriously anymore, including Bro, myself. Bro, they're not, you know, they're not. Do you know what? You hear the confession My, there? Yeah, including myself. Bro, like, Gems and Leia went on a walk here. Gems came back and said, the next role adjacent to us, they were having a street party. <laughs> yeah, I heard about, I heard about them. Like, Mandem actually taking out chairs and stuff, and they were all chilling, drinks, food, and, like, Leia's walking past and she's like, Mommy, they, they can't do that. And then they can't. <laughs> yes, they can. <laughs> but I was just like, yo. What I'm saying is, yeah, man, them are vying for a second peak, you know. They're, they're just inching towards a second peak. It's really silly, to be honest, because if, if you know, I'm, I'm going to sound like a broken record because I'm just like, the government's too weak. Like, if the government, yeah. the government had enforced this, like, proper enforce this you wouldn't be in a situation yo one of the ministers like the minister who like devised the lockdown rules had to step down for breaking breaking the rules <laughs> what's that with that's his mistress how... well, that's the scientist the scientist oh, guy scientist that... Well, that guy is so gangster that's bro, so gangster. <laughs> you broke lockdown with his mistress well, fam, so if, 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 if you're gonna break um, lockdown that's why you do it amen Bro, do you know yeah, what? On your like own one, there, <laughs> one, one woman went on, had an interview on, I think it was like this morning. Mm. Um, and Holly and the other guy, Phil, was like, oh, like you managed to keep your bedroom really neat and tidy. And she was like, oh, yeah, no, nah, I'm using my neighbor's, I'm in my neighbor's house using their internet because mine is down. And then that man was just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but there's there's ways to do that. There's ways to do that without breaking. No, lockdown. there isn't. You're in the there house. There is. There is. You're in the house. Yeah. But if you're not making contact with anyone. But you're making contact with their house. So well, you're, you're going in, into the door. You're going into the house. Yeah. No, I just know you can do it because I've done like several jobs to my parents' house and not seen anyone, not made contact with anyone. Just literally you go went to into the, the house. Well, I went into the doorway to pick up or drop off, whatever. And you drop stuff off, which, which means like if you have it on your hands, they would have gotten it. That's why you wear gloves. That's why you wash your hands rigid- religiously. There's yeah, ways but, to do bro, this. Bro, she was in one of their bedrooms, sitting in in like. I'm from, not. I'm not. I'm no. not gonna. I'm not gonna debate this, man. <laughs> I'm just saying, if no one was there, I mean, uh, what's it? Uh, one of these UFC fighters had to do a interview. And he said he, you know, he had the house. He went to open the door. He left. The cameraman went in, set up, set the camera recording. He left. The UFC fighter, Daniel Cormier, he went back in, did the recording, <laughs> left. Cameraman goes back in, <laughs> shakes his stuff down, wipes everything, leaves before Daniel Cormier goes back to go and then lock the house. There's ways to do it if you're really on it. It's long, but anyway. Bro. And the funny thing is like bare like, transferals. And, and like, the funny thing is like when we go to like supermarket and stuff, we're not doing two meters. Everyone's just like slipping and sliding past each other. Like it's, I don't know bro, where you guys live, man. Everyone's uh, picking up. Everyone's picking up stuff, looking at them, putting them back down. It's just yeah. Nah, yeah. You, get, you, you, you guys, you guys, you guys laugh about where I live here, but literally, yeah. when I go to the, when I go to the thingy, if someone turns the corner and doesn't see me, 
and then sees me, they're like, oh, sorry. And they jump back. And it's like, yeah, no, they're observing it around here, man. It's because you live Bro. with the white people. <laughs> Can you Bro. Not? Gosh. In Heath, yeah, ain't no one listening to that one-way direction when it comes no. to the test coaching. That is so long. <laughs> that is so long. Bro, no. I saw this one dad, yeah, absolutely vexed. Like, his daughter was just like, can we go here? No, it's a one-way system. Even though people aren't following it. You know them ones there? You just you try to say it. So I want you guys to hear me. Nah, but Heath isn't participating in the lockdown. They're exempt, aren't they? Fam. Do you know what, what yeah? <laughs> what? Do you know what, yeah? <laughs> no one's observing. One of my aunties was like, yo, they're not doing it here. The lockdown doesn't Apparently, yeah. Them. Apparently, Croydon ain't no one paying attention to them things there. It was on the news, like people are just out on a regular basis. And they're like, oh, yeah, in, in Croydon, I was like, rah, you man just baited us out like that, yeah. And then, and then people are surprised when um, corona cases for minorities are higher than for the white people. <laughs> it's because of things like this. <laughs> but they'll say that it's population control. Hey, I'm not going there. I'm not going there. It's cool. Let's move on. Uh, sorry, no, sorry. Who's on the hot seat? I was, it was me last week. Yeah, I think it's Peter. Oh, snap. <laughs> Mo got, got out of notes, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do this. Let's do this. All right, I'll go first. So, basically, yeah, I, I'm prepared. I, <laughs> I see know, Peter covering his face. <laughs> um, so, in the book of Acts, when Paul goes to the... goes his last trip to Jerusalem, where the, the apostles say to him that, the Jews here have heard that you've gone around telling people not to follow the Mosaic law, paraphrasing. Mm. Um, but we know that you're not doing that. So in order to appease them, this is what we think you should do. Like, commit yourself to a vow, go shave your head, all of them to pay for these Jews to be able to do that as well. After Paul gets caught, we hear very little from the apostles. It's almost like them man just left him. <laughs> so my question is like what what do you think the apostle should have done in that place to support him because we have no account of their support mm-hmm. do you, should i like uh, refresh the story yes please yeah, yeah so what happens is when paul comes to bring um relief that he had collected from like corinth and the different places, bring it back mm. to the Jews. Um, he met with the church and the apostles said to him that the, <clears throat> the Jews here have heard that you've gone around telling the Gentiles not to obey the Jewish law, but mm. to disregard it. And the Jews here are zealous for the Jewish law. So what we think you should do is we've got a couple of people here who have started a dedication process. So you join their dedication process and pay for them for their dedication process. Right. And as you do that, they will then recognize that not only are you following it, but you're supporting other people to follow it as well. Okay. And as Paul was doing that, he went to give notice and stuff like that. And some of the Jews saw him. Yes. And because they had seen him, they saw him in the temple. And because they had seen him outside of that with a Gentile, they had assumed that he had brought the Gentile into the temple. Mm-hmm. And so they caught him and they were like, nah, this person is bringing Gentiles into our temple to, to profane it. So not mm-hmm. only is he telling the Gentiles not to adhere to Jewish law, he is now profaning Jewish law by bringing them into the temple. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and literally so after that we we see the Roman government come to arrest him, put him into prison, and then his um his nephew discovers the plot to kill him. Um and then he tells the governor and then the exactly. governor sends him mm. sends him away and then when he's sent away he then appeals to see Caesar and yeah, then he goes to Rome. He's a citizen and all of that, yeah. Yeah. So after he we see him in the temple with the two people that the apostles had like made a whole thing with, mm. we don't hear anything about the apostles. Mm. Yeah. So we we don't know if they did do something. If they tried yeah. to, we don't know. Yeah. But we don't hear anything from them. Mm. Mm. So I think again because I because I. I've not read this this in maybe a year. Um, Paul did speak about. Well, he spoke about receiving prayer. Mm-hmm. He spoke about people praying mm-hmm. for him. Yeah. Um, and I can only imagine that's what the apostles were doing because we recognize what at least Peter thought of him. You know, um, recognizing that Paul's revelation required revelation to understand. Um, you know and, and uh, you know recognizing his wisdom recognizing um what what god had um gifted paul with so at the very least we know that they also had a high opinion of paul mm-hmm. um, and i can only imagine that by paul's own admission people were praying for him i think he was referring to a specific church but i can only imagine that's what the what the apostles were doing as well mm-hmm. because what else are they going to do I don't think they did anything else for anyone else other than pray. Like I don't, mm. re- I don't remember the apostles breaking anyone out or protesting or anything like that. If that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So yeah. I imagine the only thing that they could do was pray. And I think at that time as well, there was a, and and not at that time there should be now, but there was an acceptance of death. <laughs> there was an acceptance of. Yo, <laughs> I see um, Robert's face and acceptance. <laughs> Robert's eyes open, huh? <laughs> but no, they had they had that sort of mentality towards it, understanding that you know yeah. they're giving their yeah. life for this, and so it was never yeah. a case of you know Peter didn't ask to not be crucified. He asked that he wasn't crucified like Christ. You yeah. know, it, it it was you know, and Paul was never begging to you know be released. He was in there chained to a you know centurion soldier, probably singing well singing praising you know mm. probably running you know driving that guy crazy because um, you know considering where he is he should be you know depressed so i yeah i i don't think at least from the bible we don't see the apostles doing anything else for mm. people and, and as you said there is no accounts of them specifically doing anything for paul but i can only imagine that they prayed for him i can't really think of anything else they could do in mm. these times where you know there's so much um diplomacy maybe you could protest maybe you could you know sign a petition um there isn't there isn't much else i could think of or can think of um that uh, could be done for paul if that mm. makes sense yeah yeah no that makes sense and i like that i like the answer because you because i was genuinely like i was like raw like you men are pagans like how are you men gonna <laughs> tell him to do something he's doing it and then he gets arrested and we don't hear nothing about from you man like what what fun no that's <laughs> That's facts in that literally even when Paul and no not Paul, Peter and John were arrested, they were praying for them. Yeah. Um and so and when Peter was arrested and put um in prison with four sets of like four sets of four guards, 
um, when he was released and he went to go visit the uh, brothers, they said, "Oh, he's just his angel." Like well, when, 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 yeah, when, when God really, when God broke him yeah. out, quite literally, yeah, because yeah, it was supernatural, wasn't it? Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, like they said, it was just his his angel, and so yeah, that that does correlate with what what was happening then. Um, mm. Yeah, no, I'm happy with that. I'm happy with that. Um, yeah, I'm happy with that. <laughs> you understand, Robert? All right, kid Peter. Um, so it says, I think it's an Exodus. It talks about. Um, We're going biblical today. Oh, no, 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 no. Just, Bam. This one's not going to be a hard question. <laughs> I don't worry. Um, so it talks about how you shouldn't have idols because your your God is a jealous God. Mm. And um, with us being created in God's image, does that mean that there is a way for us to be jealous in a way that is holy? Oh, um, not necessarily because we are just created in His image. If if so, when 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 God speaks of or when when we speak of God's jealousy, I think it's a little different than our jealousy. Or or you know, even the words I think are different for God as they are for us. And I don't know if that's correct and if that's true in the Hebrew sense, but at least in application, because when God's jealous. He's created us and he loves us to an extent, having created us, that he doesn't want us to, um, you know, have any sort of affections, any sort of um, connections with anything else. Now, not only is that true, but also those connections, those affections are actually detrimental to us. So his jealousy for us is actually for our own good. Whereas when we speak of jealousy, more often than not, it is to benefit us and not necessarily benefit the other person. So I think, I don't think there's a way for us to be jealous. That's correct. Just because but that's correct by virtue of us being made in the image of a jealous God, because his jealousy comes from a different place that we are, un, we are incapable of replicating. Is it okay to be jealous if your wife is talking about another guy and like singing his praises a bit too much? <laughs> I think you should have a conversation with your wife. Because you're you're not saying she's falling in love with another guy, you're saying she's recognizing another guy's, you know, whatever. I think there's <laughs> elements of there's elements of the way Robert is looking at the screen right now. The way the way my wife is looking at me right now. No, I think I think if if it's bothering you, have a conversation. Be open and be honest about it, and and you know that's that's a mark of of true. Um, True humility, I think. And he's just looking at me hard. Yeah, sweat. <laughs> because, because there's a question: Am I open and honest about everything? You know. Um, no. So, no. I, you know, I need. I'm working on that. <laughs> I'm working on this. I think. I think I'll. I'll push. I'll push that notion of of like spousal jealousy. I'm not saying that it's, it's healthy for a spouse to be jealous, but it's like the same way that as you as you mentioned. Um, God created us, and the ultimate good that we can do or we can have is God. <clears throat> and especially in a covenant relationship with God, now the God is a jealous God. I, I believe it. It refers directly to the covenant that He has with with um, Israel, where it was like, "You are mine, and I am a jealous God." So if we have made this unique covenant, and you're now looking at other gods it will incite my jealousy. 
if you're like having idols, it will incite my jealousy. Um, so it, it's as a spouse, we have entered a covenant to be true to one another, to love one another, and to be faithful with one another. Like we have willingly come into this covenant. <clears throat> and for you then to kind of turn towards something else or someone else, like, if it's just a case of which, like, um, just talking about the guy a bit too much, I'd be like, rah, well gone. But if there's, like, going out of your way to, like, buy perfume and to, like, dress different and all of yeah, them things. Well, you're there. talking about something else. You're talking about something else, man. <laughs> <laughs> so that, cause that, that's essentially, it's like, having idols is adultery. Mm. It's spiritual adultery. And so is it, is it, if your spouse was adulterous, is it, is being jealous okay? You better go read Hosea. I don't think jealous is the feeling you feel in that situation. Bro, bro, yeah. I'm not even trying to think about that. The thing is, uh, you guys are talking about something else, because you you guys are talking about adultery. But I think um, Robert's, Robert's question was, they're singing someone else's praises. And... I think that actually even speaks more to maybe your own insecurity. And that's why I say be honest and open and have mm. a conversation. Mm-hmm. Because if, um, you know, if I need to say... I Peter just flipped it, you know, <laughs> rise. Speaking to your insecurity. Yeah, well, I don't no. know. Okay, if, but is insecurity if if she's, she's like, singing his praises, but, like, you never hear, hear her sing praises about you? This one, this one, I mean, have have the conversation because if it's just a matter of why is she not singing your praise? Maybe you're not praiseworthy. Like, oh mud. Maybe <laughs> she ain't singing it to you. Maybe she's singing it to somebody else. And I think that's why it's important to keep those lines of communication open because it could quite literally just be that simple misunderstanding that she doesn't feel like while she's at home with you, she needs to tell you how great you are, but she's telling everyone else. How great you are, and you know it'll be it'll be beneficial to just open that up in conversation, as opposed to you know stew and think you know whatever's going on. That that's 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 what I think anyway. With regards to them paying compliments to another man, because I think that speaks more to my insecurity. Which is not I'm not saying that's the end of the world. I'm saying be open and honest about that and have that conversation. Okay. Are you happy with that, Robert? Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you guys going into all sorts of areas. <laughs> yeah. right. I'm, I'm just wondering if Anita's still staring at you. She thought she's, she's here. She's here. <laughs> that one night. <laughs> you no, know, like that. Nah, don't, don't try to sound holy on, the, on your podcast, Pete. You're, you're, you're worse. <laughs> yeah. All right. Cool. Uh, all right, let's get into it. So today, let's talk about everyone's favorite blood. Everyone's favorite blood. Favorite blood. Yeah. Like be positive. What are you saying? No blood, <laughs> as in the gang blood. Be positive. That's what I'm talking about. Oh God, why did I say that? <laughs> so be positive. Are you mad? Seamstress. No, no, because no. The reason I said that with such gusto is because I thought Robert made a mistake, and so I was trying to like push it to him. Are you talking about six nine? Yes, well, I like Takashi. Hey, <laughs> so oh, okay, you rede- I was about to say the game, of course, but you redeemed yourself still. You're showing your age, you know. Well, you're showing your age. Facts. Oh yeah, yeah. 
Takashi Six Nine is out. He's free. Can I just say? Can I just say, Robert? Before you start, I did not think we we're going down this route. I did not, in my wildest imagine, think we would be talking about Six Nine. But carry on. You know what? Let me. We're not no, talking no, about him that cool. much. We're, we're, okay. we're not talking about that much. I, like he's just like the segue into cool, into cool, the topic. Cool. Nice, but yeah, cool, he's cool. free. He's free. Yeah. Um, for those who don't know, he went to prison. Um, he was facing anywhere between thirty-seven to life <laughs> for like various charges. <laughs> but they said, you know what? Yeah, if you snitch on these blood member on, on these gang members you've been affiliated with, <laughs> we'll, you can, we'll, 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 we'll cut down your sentence significantly. Mm. And so, as any normal person would do, he snitched. <laughs> he let the whole thing out. He snitched. It was crazy, and everyone thought that that would be the end of him and his career. Nope. <laughs> it's so funny. So he came out, Javid, I think maybe a couple of days ago. He had he had like an instant live. It's been yeah. an instant live since coming out. Yeah. Two million viewers. Yeah. He released a video. It broke the record on YouTube for the most views in a day for a hip hop video. Yeah. Which was last held by Machine Guns Kelly's Kill Shot. Mm. Um, this to Eminem. So this guy has come. He 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 did Insta Live. Said, "Yeah, I'm a snitch." <laughs> and, you, and you know what he said? What? What was the crazy thing he said? He said that he's an icon because who else do you know that could snitch to the police and come out and do this? I was like, "Yo, he's <laughs> talking like, reckless." <laughs> this guy was crazy. But yeah, I thought I thought it was also funny. And then. It just got me thinking how everyone's saying, no, nah, he's a snitch. Da, 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 da. And then it just got me thinking about being Christian. And as Christians, you know, telling the truth is what should, what, 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 what we should do. Is it, is it the find of snitching if the police come to us for information and we told them what they want to know? And, and is that something that we should be apprehensive about doing? So um, Bernie Mac, I don't know if you guys ever watched this. Um, Bernie Mac, who's now passed, had a joke about how sometimes some of our cultural traditions are silly. And he was like, this no snitching situation. If he was in a situation where someone does something wrong to him and he knew, he wouldn't wait for the police to ask him. He'd be there with his hand raised. <laughs> like, <laughs> yo, I've got the answer. If you think about what snitching is, it's silly. And I think it's, I think it's silly to say don't snitch don't don't report something bad like it, it's a silly thing that maybe in that culture or in that time whenever they came up with it was and i think it was also in i think i don't know the history of snitching or whatever but you know the whole snitches get stitches sort of thing i lost well when i first heard of it it was from prison and that's maybe a different culture there because inmates aren't necessarily treated justly if that makes sense so maybe it's a different culture but this whole idea of not snitching not reporting things that happen has never made sense to me never made sense to me that said six nine is one of the most unapologetic trolls that i think hip-hop has ever seen because like he 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 was on the radio once during an interview and the interviewer was talking about like something one of the lines in his rap and it was like i don't take that seriously and he himself repeated the the, the line and i can't remember what the line was and he was like you could, this is not rapping i'm just saying whatever people like it i'm making money hey. <laughs> and it's like i yeah yeah 
So I, I don't know. Also, I think it's not, it's not. Um, I don't think there's much weight to his breaking the record because both times those records have been uh, broken, it's been more about something else. So when Tekashi and Six Nine released a, rec- a video, everyone's interested to see what he's going to do because of the situation he's in. And when Machine Gun Kelly did it, everyone wanted to see what he's going to do because of Eminem. So it's not necessarily that those guys are so special. Mm. Well, <laughs> the music was good I'm, I'm like sounding that. like a hater. I'm sounding like, so <laughs> you sound like a real hater right now. <laughs> but, you know, that's just my observations. Yeah. Well, I think that Moses might have a different perspective yeah, just because of the kind of what? background. <laughs> I, what are you trying to say? Oh, no, not like, like, I feel like you and I would have like a more of a similar perspective than people. Bro, I'm struggling right now. I'm know? feeling nostalgic. You know? No, no, no. I'm struggling because it's like I grew up with the mindset snitches get stitches like yo if you snitch you're getting punched up what what like, was the what what's the what's the what's behind it like in it's your the ga- it's, it's the gang ment- mentality it's, it's culture it's culture it's the gang mentality where it's just like yo like like and, and especially with the police as well it's very much like there's a suspicion around the police anyways and there's a suspicion yeah, okay. around like yeah, yeah. what they're gonna do and blah 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 it's like nah like if you do me something I'd rather do you something back or mm, get mm. my guys to do you something back rather yeah. than go tell the police. Yeah, yeah. It's kind now, of like... I'll, throw, I'll throw my hands up right there because that's that's what <coughs> you have to consider, especially in, well, not even just in America, over here as well. Like, mm. there is an already unjust, you know, bias. They're already, you know, going to be unproportionately um, harsh on you. So you putting someone forward for that might not be right. So that, I'll put my hands up there. That that makes sense. That makes sense. And I think it's something that's been like ingrained even in like, from like school. So like, mm-hmm. if you're beefing someone, you handle yeah. the beef. If you lose yeah. the beef, that's it. You don't go tell the teacher. <laughs> he went beat me up. Bro, you hold the L. <laughs> you hold the L. You hold the L. And if you want to retaliate, you holler back and then just keep it and then you get beaten up again. And then it's just, it's a myth. But then but here's the just... thing. Here's the thing. Even there, even there, it wasn't like, because you, you Okay, so let me go back on my let me go back on my hating because <laughs> the original the original thing you said was almost almost based on like a code of honor. The whole mm-hmm. no snitching, there's almost a code of honor there. But then you switch it up and like when you guys mentioned you get beaten up, you're not going back to fight on your own. You're yeah, getting you're all your boys. Not. There's no honor there. No, that's part no, of the code. That's, that's, that's no part of the honor. Code. There's no that's honor. Part of, no, that's no, part of the code. Because yeah, if you bring your boys and you get and you get my man. He's coming with his boys, and things are escalating. Things are just. By the time you recognize, you got you got Peckham, um, Warren, Brixton because two boys had a beef. Yeah. I'm just like Achilles and the other guy. I'm just like you know one on one Goliath and David. Come and face me yourself. Whoever wins wins. Whoever loses uh, loses. It's like uh, the thing is, like if you beat someone up, if they come back with like ten men, you're not surprised because you know it is what it is. It is what it is. It is what it is. And you, you're, you're almost like. No, I got caught lacking. That's the mindset. I got caught lacking. So you've always got to be unfair. with your boys. Like, you always, you got, always got to be, like, on point. Like, if you're walking around, you always need to look, like, have that attitude of, like, raw. Like, I, it could be on, on site, any, any moment. I mean, so you guys, are talking, you guys are talking facts, because this is what actually happens. I'm just saying. It's like, you're, yeah, you're always watching your back, and it doesn't make And the reason I say I'm conflicted mm. is because even in the Bible, it's like, even if your brother... Like the closest person to you, your mom, your dad says something against or like, um, like gives a fake prophecy or tells you to worship an idol, snitch. 
snitch and you will be the first person to throw a stone to kill them. <laughs> you know, like that. <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm like, how do I marry this culture of no snitching with the Old Testament literally saying, bro, like, but th- there's levels to it where it's just like, yeah, this is yeah. against God. This yeah. is against God rather than against yourself. Um, but yeah, there's still that, like, you need to snitch. Just, like, this happens. But yeah, um, I'm str- so I'm struggling with it. When I first heard about Takashi's situation, I was just like, nah, bro, you can't do that. You can't do that, especially with you, like, calling out different rappers, posting up on their block in the hood, doing all, like, just acting reckless, proper talking like you're about this life. And then two twos, you do the one thing like, as a gang member, that's the one thing that is taboo. But he's not really a gang member. He's, he's not a gang he's, member. He's not, he's, not, he's not really a gang member, but his persona, he tries to convey that he is. And I'm mm. like, even in you begging it and trying to convey that you're something that you're not, you do the very thing that you're not supposed to. Even Boondocks knows not to snitch. <laughs> <laughs> like, they put Boom. up... They put snitch up, no. to the police. About the police. Like, they put a note in this guy's hand saying we didn't see anything. Like, it's mad. And it's just like, yeah, for me, it's just like, nah, that's a no-go, bro. That is a no-go. So Do you yeah, still hold that view now? So now, with the things that are happening, I'm, I'm sceptical about police. Mm. In general, I'm sceptical about police. Um, I'm hoping that I'm not in a situation where I'll have to snitch. Um, but Actually, yeah, it's yeah. If you knew if you knew Peter or I was doing something illegal, would you go and tell the police or would you like, like let it slide? I wouldn't let it slide, but I wouldn't tell the police. Well, but, um, Mo, if opposite your um, you know, you lived in a place and you say you lived in a flat mm-hmm. and the door opposite your door, the guy there was dealing in hard drugs, would you snitch? No. You're not worried that he might bring someone there that could affect your children. I will be worried that that can happen, but I'll pray. But you're not going to snitch. <laughs> I'm not going to snitch, I'll pray. <laughs> I'm not going to snitch, I'll pray. Why would I'll... you snitch? Because it's <clears throat> it's one of them ones where it's just like the repercussions of people finding out could be worse than someone actually just can't tell, like the potential of someone coming into the area. But isn't your God big enough to protect you from those repercussions? Isn't my God big enough to, to get them kicked out of the area? No, nah, but I, you haven't done it every Christian for, for, for like God to, to, um, to move them. To, to afraid. The <laughs> what? afraid. What kind of legalistic doctrine? <laughs> nah, you, you, can't, you can't expect God to move for you if you haven't done anything worth moving. <laughs> so God only helps those who help themselves, yeah? Hey, we, weren't even, we weren't even born and God moved for us. Relax. Bro. No, no, no. But like, no, literally, especially with a community in mind, I, I don't know if I think the repercussions of reporting, especially if you can, like, give an anonymous tip or whatever and get someone that's obviously a danger to the community out of there, even for the, like, for the selfish reason of for my own kids, I don't see how that's a, a something to not snitch about. So it's like, like, who, me? Yeah. I'll be there with my hand raised. <laughs> I know. Come, ask, don't even... Bro, oh, Pete will be, be sending pictures and all sorts. I'm like, oh, yeah, at 2.45, I saw, like, cars coming up. 
they don't even need to do an investigation. I'll provide all the evidence. <laughs> I'll provide pictures, audio, <gasps> video, everything. Hey, do you know what, yeah? The pictures that you send is just going to make it bait that is from your house. Because we're just going to see the angle from which the pictures were taken. Yeah, but I'm getting them out. I'm getting them out of there. I'm getting them out of there. Nah. So, okay. So, um, when I first got saved, I'm not going to mention the area or anything. Like that. When I first got saved, the estate that I was living in, I was surrounded by drug dealers. Mm. Where it's like, there'll be nights and there'll be mornings at like six o'clock, six o'clock in the morning. And my house would vibrate. I'll look outside and then I'll see police with those little whatever things that they use to break open doors. And mm. one of my neighbor's doors trying to break into his house to go arrest him. Mm. And then like two weeks after, like he would just disappear from the area. Two weeks afterwards, I see him back on the area just smiling and having fun and stuff like that. Mm. Mm. Um, and it was a constant cycle. It was a constant cycle. For the most part, I knew that the police were aware of it. Mm. So mm. me snitching wouldn't necessarily have done anything. Just and I moved to another, in danger. Mm. Yeah, I moved to another area Exactly the same thing. Like, uh, houses across from me, blah, blah, blah. It's just, yeah. Mm. But in saying that, and this, this, is, this, is the, um, this, this is the this is the part that really, like, conflicts me, is that... Is that um, even in that activity happening, I haven't lived on a road that showed as much love as that road. Mm. where it's almost like by virtue of people doing that it was like people were looking out for each other to make mm. sure that the road was cool like everyone was safe and blah 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 <laughs> like I had one of my friends <clears throat> when I was living there like outside my door waiting for me he had his hood up, he was cold, he was on his phone and then a couple boys from the road just came up to him and was like, like why are you hanging around here are you waiting for someone Mm. Is there something up? And I was like, no, no, I'm just waiting for my boy. Like, he's coming in a minute. And I was like, all right, cool. And I was just like, they've seen him standing there for a little while because they know what happens on the street. They just mm. came to check things out. Now, obviously, it can be intimidating for my friend, where it's just like, well, I'm just waiting for my boy. And then a few people kind of came up to me. But it was still the case in which it was like, there's a... People are looking out for each other because of mm. that. But the problem is that... that... That love only extends to those you're affiliated with. If you're from the the, the wrong side of town, <laughs> that love doesn't get get shown to you. Boy, you're in the wrong place, boy. <laughs> so and that's that's what I'm like is a tricky one. Um, yeah. I, I and the reason when uh, Robert asked if you guys were doing something illegal, would I let it slide or would I tell the police? The reason I said I wouldn't let it slide and I wouldn't tell the police. Is because I would confront you about it, and I'll tell, I would, conf- yeah. I would um, work yeah. to convict you guys about it, mm. rather than if you if you guys kill someone, I'll be like, bro, like you need to turn yourself in. I will work with you to do that. What if there was a ransom? I wouldn't. I, would, I no, I wouldn't do it for the ransom. Like m- money doesn't really move me like that. If it was enough to pay off my mortgage, maybe you guys would be in prison. In, 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 in asking the question, I think Robert has answered it. You know, like that. If there's a ransom, you know he's snitching on us. Not you guys. Not you guys. Not you guys. But other people, boy. boy. So, no, I think this. you're, you're mm. watching Crime Watch, and then you see one of our pictures come up on Crime Watch. And then you're like, oh. <laughs> 
What are you doing? Are you calling us? I'm going to pretend like I didn't see it. I'm going to pretend I didn't see it. I can't that. Tia? And I'll text you. I'll text you like, yo, you're on Crime Watch, man. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> I, I think I think access, access <laughs> is... No, I, I think access is real. Access is real in the sense of we have access to each other and thus mm. it's something we can address amongst each other. But if you don't have access to a person, I think that's... Um, then it's a it's different okay situation. It's okay to turn them in. No, then it's a All different right. situation because I think your experiences um, are different if that makes sense and shed a different light on things especially as you said Mo like where you understand that there's almost a protection on that you know street or whatever by virtue Mm. of people not snitching and also Mm. the injustices that those that are supposed to uphold justice have been committing so uh, it's it's a different it's a different situation and I think that's why that that's that's why it makes it makes sense that that it's not just or at least your 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 um by virtue of your experience, you're not just like yeah, I'm going to report, I'm going to report. Yeah. Obviously, my my yeah. experience has been a little different living in Ghana and then living living here, where that wasn't necessarily the, the culture, if that makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, and I think mm. I think I have to I have to say as well that in my experience, the different places that I've lived, I've had the privilege, uh, not privilege, I've had the I've had the opportunity to see these people's reality. Mm. where it's like some of these people aren't selling drugs because they want to some of them are some of them have seen the lifestyle and it's like well, boom I could like just sell this and then kind of do this but I've seen some people where it's just like yo like you're actually living in abject poverty mm. and mm. this is the means that you think is the like the viable way to get money and mm. you've kind of seen it from a young age and then the oldest have kind of brought you in from a young age and so this is all you know mm. now that doesn't negate um, free will your choice your like as you grow your perspective is widened and you then have an active choice as to whether you're going to continue participating in this or not but sometimes you can get so conditioned as to this is how people see me anyway so let me just continue doing what I'm doing because this is actually providing for my family and so whenever I and this is speaking directly to like drug dealers because I see that some people don't choose that life and don't necessarily want to be in that Mm. but that's the only means that they've seen that they can make money, even knowing the risks. But like murderers, pedophiles, and all of them things, there. I'm, I'm. Mm, that's a, that's a, If I saw someone like ushering a little kid into their house, and I'm like, nah, like that's not your kid. I'm calling the police straight up. Yeah, yeah, straight. No, up. I, I think even 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 your point about free will <coughs> is is even a little bit. Um, um, it, it's even debatable there because. For me, at least, you know, one thing of something like um, Kiddlehood and like those sort of mm. movies has, has shown me is if you don't know any better, these are the only choices you have. Yeah. Because yeah. you will go for the interviews or, or you know, yeah. in some cases, you're not even going to school to have opportunity to know that you can go for the interviews or that you can have any other um, qualification or anything. All you have is I'm hungry. Maybe dad's not home. Maybe my mom, maybe I've got a child. Mm-hmm. And I haven't got money, and I need to provide. And this yeah. is the only avenue that you have. Yeah. So I think it's it's a different, it's it's a different experience completely to someone yeah. who even had the opportunity to yeah. like go to school and hear that they can go for interviews or do whatever, you know. So even yeah. there, they don't really have the choice. Or, or some people, uh, as he said, you know, some people just go into it for whatever. Some people don't yeah. have the choice. But then there are also those that um, 
is just evil, like the pedophiles, like the rapists, like those things. That's just evil, and you know that's. Yeah. Question. I think. <clears throat> let me just jump in real quick. Yep. Onto Pia's um, notion of free will, where it was like, um, so I've, I've been, I've been exposed to the school of thought where it's um, the philo- philosophical notion of free will. Mm. So there's the the biblical notion of free will, which is man's ability to choose, mm. and that like everyone has that. But the philosophical notion of free will, um, uh, philosophers don't believe that humans have free will philosophically, mm. from the perspective of your choice is limited to what you've been exposed to. Yeah. Mm. And so, if all you've been exposed to is abject poverty, then that impoverishes your ability to choose. Mm. If you've been able to live a richer, more fuller life, then that gives, then that innately gives you a bit more options. And yeah. so even within the scope of free will, your, your will isn't truly free. Mm. It's conditioned to your environment. Mm. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. yeah. Um, I was just going to ask, um, why is drug dealing put in a different category from the murder, the murder, the murderers and the pedophiles? Um, if no, no, so like if you look at if you take away like the soft, if you take away like the quote unquote soft drugs like weed and stuff, you've got things like heroin and the cocaine that can actually end a person's life, or or it can like destroy a person's life. But but, but for some reason, selling such things isn't seen as bad as taking a person's life on the spot like that. Mm. Do you feel like it should be in the same category, or do you feel like? you just giving someone the choice to, to like how they're going to ruin their life kind of like gives your pass i guess if 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 you would so i i would definitely distinguish um murder i'll separate murder and like selling drugs and them things there um because murder is like intentionally like putting an end to a person's life like I'm shooting you, stabbing you, I'm, uh, whatever, to, to end your life um, with malicious intent. Um, whilst, and I know I know that people go into get into drug dealers for so many different reasons, mm-hmm. um, but there's there's still that notion of like this is ma- uh, making ends meet. Mm-hmm. So there's almost that like I am. So yeah, it's almost like I am doing this for monetary gains um mm. now you could murder someone for money but it's just like the, the immediate the immediacy of taking someone's life is something that i can't agree with um i don't agree with selling drugs like to make that clear i don't agree <laughs> with selling drugs like i know that i might be saying like, oh yeah this might be just in that. case just in case like just to make it clear i don't agree with selling drugs i understand some people's um positioning to then end up selling drugs which then makes me a bit more, it's like I'm not as hard on them because I'm like, if I can just address your perspective on life, you, this may change. Yeah. I mean, I mean, context is everything, isn't it? Context is everything. And so, <coughs> you know, there was a, when I was um, in uni, I did like um officer's training call with the army and we did a... Uh, I thought Peter was about to send me some um, soft drugs. <laughs> <laughs> I did, I did, um, yeah, I did officer's training call with the army and we did a two-week training as though we were going to, I think it was Iraq or something like that. 
um, and it's a simulated, you know, war zone and everything. And it was simulated. We were shooting, but we're only shooting. We're firing like blanks and everything, but you're shooting and stuff like that. And it's just it's a training. It's a training exercise. But there was one moment where we're in the trenches, like we were, you, we, we'd had enemy contacts in one of the makeup villages, and and you know the the British Army actually have outstanding training facilities. But we were in one environment where we'd had contact with the enemy in an enemy village. I was in like a big gutter, and providing covering fire for them to maneuver someone that was injured injured out of the 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 the, the gutter, and I. You know, you, when you're providing cover fire, you fire, you take cover, you fire again, you take cover. I fired, came up, and when I looked down my scope, someone on the other end was looking at me down, like, I just looked down the barrel of their gun. And when I say, like, now I'm getting goosebumps thinking of the feeling. So, in that context, am I a murderer if I try and kill them first? <laughs> Does that make sense? So, that that's why I'm like, context is everything. If you can... You can justify justify is a strong word but if someone if someone said to me he raped my mom and that's why i killed him yeah i can understand that but then i think the difference and, and you know the same thing applies with what mo was saying with something like selling drugs if someone's like i've got a crying baby at home and i don't have any way to feed them this is the only way that i've been exposed to that i know to feed them and again we're given extremes here but something like pedophilia is it's just evil. It's just not only the lack of self-control is wrong with you, if that makes sense. Or something like rape. Again, it's just evil. It's you hurting someone for your benefit. It's I can't justify some of those things. Not not that I can justify anything, but there is no context in which those things make sense, other than you are a selfish human being with something wrong with you. And so that's why I think those fall into some different categories, if that makes sense. Okay. And yeah, I have to I have to clarify as well. When I when I thought of like murder, I didn't think of like an army. I wasn't kind of mm. contextualizing an army situation. Well, I was more well, contextualizing no, even, yeah, I'm shooting even... a knife and stabbing someone, like some, stuff oh. like that. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm even thinking like even if it's not in an army situation, if it, if if you hurt someone that I love and you know you've you've done something you know some irreparable damage or anything, you know, there's 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 situations in which the context has to be considered. I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think that even within a court of law, um, that yeah. is taken into consideration. Yeah, no, absolutely. And so you've got manslaughter and you've got um, first degree, second degree, all of those yeah. things. You know, so those things all come into come into play. But yeah, no, I'm... <laughs> I'm fascinated by the fact that <laughs> you're like, <laughs> you won't snitch. <laughs> Do you know if, what? It's, if there was a danger yeah. to if there was a danger to your family, I'm just like, yeah, nah. Yeah. Do, do you know what it's? Because I I look at it from the flip side as well. Is that mm. will will my snitching remove this danger? Ah, uh, yeah. Or yeah. will it only incite and heighten this danger? Mm, mm. Especially where you can't trust that the authorities are actually going to do anything about it. Exactly. Yeah. So mm. it's very much like if. I snitch and they find out that it mm. was me, mm. my whole family's in danger now. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And the thing is, even if I move, there's a potential that they can still track me down. That follows you. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. That... That's, that's, yeah. 
yeah that aspect of things definitely again context is everything you know yeah so my 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 um reluctance to snitch is very much just like the safety of my family now it's a case in which i'm cool like if if you want to punch me up or whatever like we can rock it out i'm cool with that but like my four-year-old daughter nah don't don't mess about um and if you were to bring someone dangerous or someone dangerous coming to the area and something happened to my door, I can, I can confront you. Mm. Like, obviously, yeah, I'm praying that that doesn't happen. Yeah. But it's like, if, if I confront you, there's almost like, you know why I'm confronting you. Yeah, you as opposed know to. what it is right now, as opposed yeah. to almost mm. me provoking you and stuff like that. So, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at it from a perspective of in order to... So I would rather move area. Mm. Mm. I hear that, yeah. So when it comes to, to police, I know everyone's got their own experiences with how the police, or, or, like, or like how they've experienced some, the police in their lives. Breaths, some deep breaths. Yeah. Um, yeah. How, like, how are you guys going to navigate, like, teaching your children about the police? Are the police going to be um, people that you tell your kids that if you're ever in trouble, you should go to them? Or are, 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 are there people that you're going to tell them that these guys can't be trusted. Um, I mean, and and I've been wanting to say this throughout this call. I do know good policemen. I do know good policemen. I know like people that are genuinely good that are policemen. I do know good soldiers. I know good people that are also in those professions. So it's not to paint them all with a the right brush and say everyone is bad. That said, I think <laughs> I think it's. So I've I've adopted somewhat of a um, it's almost the same thing as hoping for the best but preparing for the worst. Mm. And so before you know what I'm, what I'm hoping to teach my daughter, what I sort of do with the police is try and make sure that I am covered. If that's recording the conversations, if that's whatever, like I need to make sure that I can provide my own evidence because their body counts fall off way too often, you know, and, and stuff like that. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> oops. <laughs> So, you know, it, it's it's understanding that not all of them are bad. They are an authority. They have a job. They're here for a certain reason. But where you can cover yourself, cover yourself. Um, but most importantly, God's got you. So, you know, there's, there's that. Yeah. But it's not, don't, don't expect, hope for it, but prepare for if they're not doing their job, if they're not honest, if they're not, you know, whatever you can do to protect yourself, you do that. Kind of yeah, so not not taking their their goodness. I, I don't don't assume that these people are yeah. good. Like, mm. just almost have your wits about you. Yeah. Um, um, I think for me, it's a thing of just let my kids know that the police they've got a job to do. But mm. you know, like as in with all professions, people don't be doing their jobs the way they're supposed to be doing their jobs. Yeah. And yeah, just 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 teaching them that the police aren't to be feared but they need to be understood for what they are yeah. and what they're not. Yeah. Um, I know for like a lot of black people, like before, um, like people were treating policemen like, uh, like they were like Judge Dredd with like, like unlimited authority. Yeah. Um, but no, like there, there, there is like a legal limit to what police are able to do to you and are not able to do. And yeah. I think like a lot of people don't know the limits. Yeah. And and like, as a black person, 
police will try and, and like throw their weight around with you a lot more than they would. Uh, but it's, it's just, so, so just instilling in them to know that there's only so much a police person could do to you. Yeah. No, but also, right. but no, also, yeah. if you're if if you're in trouble, go to the police. That's what they're yeah. there for. Yeah. But but there's a chance that they might not help you out. <laughs> so, <laughs> unfortunately. Go to the police, but always have a plan B. Yeah. <laughs> I think. Yeah, it's like for my personal engagement with the police. Um, I mean, my background. Yeah. So my personal engagement. Speaking with of the background, police, one more thing. One one more thing. Oh, also, don't interrupt don't, my answer, fam. No, I, I, I'm gonna forget this. Also, don't have a victim mentality if you're doing the wrong thing. Like, <laughs> own like, it. Like, like so many people are, are, are like angry at the police, but then they're doing illegal things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Facts. Facts. So it's like, um, yeah, from like um, my background, from like stopped and searched outside of my door. Mm-hmm. Um, these times, I was like. A bunch of white people, like a bunch of white kids, dressed up exactly like me with their hoodies mm. up and stuff, walking right past, looking at me, and the police like, said absolutely nothing to them. Um, and on multiple occasions, um, like my, um, when I first got one of my cars, stopped countless times in the, in yeah. the six months that I had the car, to the point where at one point I got stopped, and, and they asked my deals and everything like that. The police typed my name into their system and was like, oh, like, there's a file on you with nothing in it. Stress. They're just waiting to fill that thing. I'm just like, bro, like, I'm like, raw, what's what's going on? Eventually. To the point where I'm, (laughs) you know, like that, it's it's pending. And it's like, to the point where I'm, I'm driving one of my friends home from work. And I'm in the roundabout in Thornton Heath and I was turning I was turning right at the roundabout and there was a police car coming from the right now at the roundabout the right had right away but I was at the roundabout the police car wasn't so I just took the roundabout I just see a police car spin around yeah. blue lights follow me they typed in my license plate wrong mm. and the vehicle that came up was registered in North London right. and so they stopped me and his first question, oh, you're a bit far from home, mate. Where are you coming from? I'm like, oh, you mean I'm far from home? I live down the road. I'm coming back from work. It's like, nah, that's not, what, that's not what our system tells us. I'm like, what? 15 minutes into this conversation, oh, I've got your license plate wrong. <laughs> I'm like, bro. And this, for me anyways, this has been a repetitive situation. Yeah. Where it's just been time. Bro, like, I got stopped on my bike. I'm cycling home from work on my bike and I get stopped. Yeah. And it's just been, and then, funny thing again, one of my white friends from work was cycling past, sees me, stops, gets off his bike, points and laughs, gets back onto his bike and run, rides off. <laughs> and yeah, it was just like, but to a degree I get it because, because that's the sort of environment I grew up in. My swag, my demeanor, everything was very reflectant. That reflect, reflected that. Um, but still, you can't really stereotype because of that. So my engagement with the police hasn't necessarily been positive. Mm. Entirely positive. I have, as Peter was saying, I do know, I, I know of some good police officers. <laughs> I haven't really engaged with them much, but I know of some of them. Um, no, I know some. No, but I've had similar. I've had exactly the same way. 
back in Wellington. I'm going home. I literally turn the runabout, turn into the door, uh, turn into the my street. They're coming off my street. I just see in the rearview mirror like blue lights, and this was like at eleven or something in, at night. And then so I'm on my street. I park up. They turn around. They come. Say, oh, you park very quickly. And I was like, oh really? Oh, That's. I was like, oh really? And I was just like, yeah. So I've had so many interactions with the police where oh. it's never been positive. It's never been. Mm. I'm even doing anything apart from you know, unfortunately being black. <laughs> it's them ones. Like I came back from work one time. I've parked in. You you see, like, when you first, not even when you first get a car, you're in your car listening to music. You just want to chill before you get into the house. Yeah. So I'm sitting in the car, chilling, listening to the music. I turn the engine off, come out of the car, go into the house. I see, like, police cars stops, roll down the window. And it's like, oh, you got out of the car very quickly as soon as you saw us. I'm like, bro, (laughs) this is my house. I just got out of the car, coming back from work. Like, what, what do you expect from me? And it's just like, yeah, so I've got one. I've got one. And Robert, Robert, we're going on. I've got one. I got stopped, and the guy asked me, "Is this your car?" And I was like, "Last I checked, because I've got to a point where I'm very, and I, I need to stop this. And people, please don't do this. I get so petty. I get so snarky now, but politely, so you can't see I'm being, you know. But I was just like, "Is this your car?" I was like, "Last I checked." I was like, oh, "Okay, cool, bye." I was like, "Why did you stop me? Because bro, you thought bro, it was going to not be my bro. car." I got followed on my way to church. <laughs> on my way to church. The police car followed me for a mile, a whole yeah. mile, going to church. And then they stopped me in a bully van as well. Um, but yeah, yeah sad note. Um, you know, I think... I've, I've never had any interactions with the police whatsoever. See this guy? Bro. So it's like, because, because of my interactions with the police, um, yeah. my... And I think what I, my whole mindset with my children is innocent, not naive. Yeah. And yeah. so it's very much like, not all, not all policemen, or police officers are bad. Mm. But, the I, I would go as far as say, the institution has, oh, yeah. th- there's like, there's like, institutionalized racism mm. lingering within, within the police force. Yeah. And, and so, don't necessarily think that the system is for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So all, as you're saying, always have your wits about you. Always make sure that like your hands are where they're supposed to be. Like like you, you're doing all you can do to keep yourself safe. Yeah. And yeah. but I'll try to do it in a way that doesn't incite paranoia. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, there's still the sense of that just just be smart around police, like. Yeah. Yeah, just be smart around police. But uh, yeah. and, and I'll leave room. I'll try to leave room for them to have their unique experiences with police, mm. and not just like taint them with my experience. Um, I'll try to inform them from mine, but I'll still be like, like have your own experience. Yeah, with there's them. a history there that they need to be aware yeah. of. Yeah. 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 So you just have to make your kids watch Training Day, so they understand. Sometimes the the police are good. Sometimes they're bad. Um. And sometimes the bad ones die, but they don't really. <laughs> All right, let's do hookups. Yeah. Cool. Um, I'll go. I'll go first. Um, this this is actually a re-up of Peter's hookup. Um, a podcast. Hey. 
Yeah, I've actually. I've, I've it's Moses out listening my, to podcasts. Bro, I, I listened to the first, my first Blacksmith Furnace episode this week. I couldn't listen to the whole thing because my voice was irritating me. Um, so I listened to our previous episode, but I was just like, nah, it's just to make that sound. Nah, I can't do it. Um, but yes, um, five minutes in church history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good that, one. Like that, that's that podcast one. is dope. It's, yeah. it's actually dope. Um, yeah, I'm really enjoying just digging into um, how we got here as a, mm. like the mm. different things that kind of added on to how we got here. So our, as Christians, our corporate narrative, I'm really just fascinated. It's really interesting just figuring, realising just how we got here. And it's mm. also dispelling some of the stereotypes that I had with certain individuals mm. within within church history. So it's just like, all right. And I recognise that it's, very, it's coming from a reformed background. Yeah. And so they're kind of painting the reformed um, theologians with very rose-tinted glasses. Yeah. Um, but it's still kind of enlightening me on different things. I'm just like, oh, like, this, this, this is good. So, yeah, and it's only five minutes. Yeah, quite literally. literally yeah. Like, yeah. They do really well with that. Yeah, cool. so that's that was my hookup. Cool. Um, can I give a hookup? Yep. I'm oh, no. asking if I can give a hookup. That's so silly. You need to ask permission. I'm going to give two hookups. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, my hookup is a podcast as well, Office Ladies. Um, so, anyone that knows The Office, and like I'm a huge Office fan, I've watched all of the seasons i've watched the deleted scenes i watched the bloopers uh two of the like main sort of characters are doing a podcast where they're re-watching and like talking through behind the scenes and you know all of that and it's yeah super fun so office ladies is um yeah it's uh podcast where you can get wherever you get podcasts about the office if you're an office fan you need to be listening to this uh, my hookup this week is um, a set of music by Chopin. Um, his preludes. So, so Chopin wrote twenty-four preludes, one for each key on the piano. Um, nice. Yeah, most of them are are quite short. They're not they're, they're not super long. And yeah, Chopin was the guy. Favorite one is the C minor prelude. Oh, that's a spicy one. Yeah. Go check out the preludes. The thing is, that name that name sounds like vaguely familiar. He's a famous composer. Yeah, yeah, that's that sounds familiar. Um, I I was going to say as well. Um, obviously, I'm currently getting podcasts on the on, uh, um, the Apple Podcast stuff. Um, way forward, Andrew Dons. I don't quite know for you, but yeah. Um, people have actually left us five star reviews. Really? Oh, yeah. Sorry, I found a way too excited about that. Yeah, people, I don't know, I don't know who it is, but there are yeah. four five star reviews, and yeah. I, I just dropped a five star review. Obviously, I dropped oh, a five star wow. review. So yeah, it's like whoever that is, like mad appreciated, mad thank appreciated. Oh yeah, thank you so much. And I, I was like, it's not even like a four point four straight five. I was just like, right, oh, okay. I didn't check. I didn't get that notification, which is really bad, because um, I haven't seen it at all. Yeah. yeah, but I want to also shout out Andy Oseda on SoundCloud because he's always sharing, like always likes, always like reach. Come on, shit. shout out to Andy. Come yeah, on. Man. come oh, on. Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah. Chopin, so Chopin also did the funeral march. 
which is which 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 was then became Undertaker's theme song, which is probably the most yeah. iconic WWE theme song of all time. Shout out to the Undertaker. Stop wrestling. He stopped now, hasn't he? For, completely. He's turned Mac. <laughs> Robert's Max gone off. <laughs> Can you hear me now? Yeah, 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 yeah. When you when you hit the mic, I think it it turned it off or something because I heard the thud and then sound yeah. just went off. <laughs> oh no! Undertaker is still wrestling. He wrestled at WrestleMania like last month. Mad in yeah. a boneyard match. It's pretty good. Yeah, cinematic. Mm. But anyway, shout out to Rich for the intro outro music. Yeah. I'm Turner for the ordinary amazing logo. You, you can find that, you can find us at Twitter at Defense UK. You can email us at tbsfansotmail.com. You can find us at soundcloud.com forward slash the Blacks and apostrophe on all good podcast websites and apps. The Blacks and Fans with an apostrophe. That's it. Yeah. Oh, uh, one you. more thing. One more yeah. thing. Actually, no, no. I'll save that for next time. Save that for next time. Kind of teases that. I know, bro. I'll be like teasing. That. I'll be teasing. Ooh, ooh. Source essential. You better anyway. not forget, you know. I won't. I won't. I won't. Well, I don't want to put you guys on blast this week, so next week. It's right. a great, great period for you. Thank you guys for listening, man. Yeah, this is Black Sister Furnace signing out. Blah. Hello, <laughs>